It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Rick Corey. That's right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. Brees Hulse. <laughs> Bryce Hulse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... <clears throat> Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. It is 6.56 here on the Blitz 1170, and it is the Blitz 1170 on a Friday. Ah, oh, that sounds good, doesn't it? First hour is down. Got a text for, back from Steve because we were talking about the photo shoots, and he has a really good point, which I will bring up. I don't think it's the complete reason for it, but it might have something to do with it. But I, I do know of the instance, and I will I will bring that up when we get uh, get finished here in a minute. Also, still to come, 7.30 this morning, Ken McLeod from Golf Oklahoma Magazine. We'll talk all about uh, the Golden Bear coming to Oklahoma and that Corn Ferry Tour in Norman up in June. And then Eli Brown at 7.30 this morning from Booker T. Talk a little high school basketball playoffs, and I've got some scores on those from yesterday as well. Meanwhile, at 6.57, time for us to turn back the clock a little bit. Fire up Huey Lewis for a trip back in time. It's Today in Sports History with Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Now grabbing the back of a Jeep while on his skateboard, it's Bryce Hulse. This day in sports history, February 23rd, 1906, Tommy Burns beats Marvin Hart in 20 for the heavyweight boxing title. 1958, five-time F1 World Drivers Champion Juan Manuel Fangio is, is kidnapped by Cuban rebels from Fidel Castro's 26th of July movement, released soon after Cuban GP. 1960, demolition of Ebbets Field begins. Lucy Monroe signs the national, sings the national anthem, and Roy Campanella is given an urn of dirt from behind home plate. 1968, Wilt Chamberlain becomes the first player to score 25,000 points in the NBA. 1976, major league owners announced that spring training will not open until a new labor contract is agreed upon. 1985, goaltender Patrick Roy makes his NHL debut for the Montreal Canadiens. Also 1985, Indiana head coach Bob Knight is ejected five minutes into the Hoosiers' 72-63 loss to Purdue when he throws a chair across the court. Knight, after two fouls called on his team, is hit with his first technical. While Purdue is shooting the technical, Knight picks up the chair from behind the bench area and throws it across the court, earning his second technical. Steve Reed, an excellent free-throw shooter, will have the honors shooting the technicals. Look at here, look at here. Bobby Knight just threw his chair. Clear across the free-throw lane. And I think uh, Fred Unbelievable. Jackson. He picked up another tee. And now Fred Jaspers has called for athletic director Ralph Floyd. 1987, Seattle's Nate McMillan is, sets an NBA rookie record with 25 assists to lead the Supersonics over the Los Angeles Clippers, 124-112. to 112. 1991, North Carolina becomes the first team in NCAA basketball history to win 1,500 games with a 73-57 victory over Clemson. 1993, Sacramento Gold Miners admitted as the CFL's ninth franchise, the first U.S. team. 2000, Boston's Marty McSorley is suspended for the rest of the season, 23 games, for hitting Vancouver's Donald Brashear in the head with his stick on February 21st. 2001, Jeremy Roenick re records the ninth three-goal game of his career and becomes the third U.S.-born player to reach 400 career goals and leading Phoenix to a 7-3 win over Buffalo. 2002, the Americans in nearly a half-century Olympic frustration for the U.S. men's bobsled team, driving into the silver and bronze medals in the four-man race. 2007, Tiger Woods' winning streak on the PGA Tour, which began in July, comes to a shocking end. Woods fails to notice a ball mark in the line of his four-foot birdie putt that would have won his third-round match against Nico Hearn. 
Woods misses, then loses in 20 holes when O'Hearn saves par with a 12-foot putt at the, at the Accenture Match Play Championship. 2011, the first injury reports come out of the spring training, with the Cardinals getting the worst news. Starting pitcher Adam Wainwright, runner-up for the Cy Young Award last season, has a significant injury to his pitching elbow and will undergo Tommy John surgery and miss the entire season. In 2013, the famous bloody sock worn by pitcher Kurt Schilling in Game 2 of the 2004 World Series is sold at an auction for $92,613. Schilling had loaned the item to the Hall of Fame, but had used it as a collateral against a loan to set up his video game company, 38 Studios, which went bankrupt last year. Schilling defaulted on payments, prompted the bank to, self to sell it in order to recover some of its loss. 2014, 56 Daytona 500. Dale Earnhardt Jr. breaks a 55-race winless streak to win his second Great American race. In 2014, Canada defends its Olympic men's hockey title with a 3-0 victory over Sweden. Canada becomes the only repeat Olympic champ in the NHL era and the first team to go unbeaten through the Olympic tournament since the Soviet Union in 1984. Birthdays today, February 23, 1937, Tom Osborne, Hall of Fame Nebraska football coach. 1940, Jackie Smith, Hall of Fame Cardinals and Cowboys tied in. 1943, Fred Blitnikoff, Hall of Fame Raiders wide receiver. 1950, Jim Youngblood, former Rams linebacker. 1951, Ed Tutal Jones, former Cowboys defensive end. 1961, John Morris, former Cardinals outfielder. 1963, Bobby Manila, former Pirates and Mets outfielder. 1981, Charles Peanut Tillman, former Bears cornerback. 1995, Andrew Wiggins, Warriors forward. 1996, D'Angelo Russell, Lakers guard. 1997, Jamal Murray, Nuggets guard. And 1998, Ramondre Stevenson, former OU and Patriots running back. And that is This Day in Sports History, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Bobby Bonilla, by the way. 702 oh, here on the Blitz 1170. You got it. He's, Bryce is just young, and uh, Bobby Bonilla hadn't played for a long time. But there was a time when he and Barry Bonds together, and that's Bonds before all the needles and pills. Uh, uh, they were uh, pretty doggone formidable. 702 here on the Blitz 1170. We have a couple of texts to respond to in our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, which we will do here inside the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio but first of all it's time for not sports now the thing that really got most of the attention yesterday that was not sports was the AT&T outage there were outages for other cell phones not nearly at the number of AT&T the company said in a statement that it was not a cyber attack but was the application and execution of an incorrect process in expanding our network sounds, in other words, sounds legit <laughs> right yeah in other words they pushed an update and it failed that's all it means. That's all there is to it. Now, not everybody's going to believe that. You're going to believe whatever you want to believe. If you want to believe it was a hack, blah, blah, blah. But the reason I don't probably think it was a hack is it wouldn't be over that fast if yeah. it were. I worked at a place who had that happen, and it shut down the entire company in about Ooh. 20 minutes. I mean, down. And everybody had to scramble. Now, being in talk radio... Not as hard. <laughs> but people who, you know, do little bits and then read 10-second intros and then punch a button for, you know, whatever, a song, that's a different monster. Yeah. And some of those stations were going out and buying record players and records and going back to wow. when I first started in this business in the 80s uh, to be able to play stuff because of that. <laughs> and it took, it was about three and a half months before it was completely worked out. Goodness. Uh, and so if it were a hack it would be very unlikely to be over that fast. You remember, was it uh, about 18 months ago, I think, that the same thing happened? There was a hack at the, in the power grid in the southeastern part of the United States, and it, it shut down a lot of stuff, and it took them, I don't know, I think they were still several days before oh, it got back. So you kind of have to believe AT&T here. Plus, 
Plus, it sounds so plausible. In yeah. this day and age of what we do with computers, yes, they're wonderful. They're marvelous. They do great things. I'm still not going to let my, uh, in, well, not my, I don't have one. I'm not going to let a Tesla drive for me, and I'm damn sure not going <laughs> to do it wearing one of those AI things that we're seeing people drive around with. Yeah, you know, playing some kind of game inside Apple while, the, glasses. Yeah, while the car drives. No, thank you. Don't see that. By the way, I saw a police car Tesla yesterday. Really? Like yeah. around here? Yeah. Man. Yeah, in a, pol- a Tesla, right on the side, police. I'm not going to even say which. Wait, I mean, <laughs> I come from Oklahoma City, right? I mean, I'm going back and forth to Oklahoma City every day for seven weeks for Lindsay's Proton Therapy. So I'm going through a lot of places. Now, most of the time, I'm on the turnpike and it's, and it's highway patrol. But we do have to still go through some of the small, you know, some towns here and there. And that thing was parked on the side of the road. There it is. It was a Tesla. So it's a west side <clears> issue. Well, my thought was, maybe. My thought was in this is, hey, well, all you have to do is drive till the battery runs out. If you extend the chase, you win. Yeah. No, I, mean, I suppose you could have less gas than they have battery. I get that. Mm. But otherwise, just go to the battery quits. <laughs> I know that's oversimplification. That's... They have radios too. But that's what that's my first thought that came to mind. Anyway, yeah. uh, this is why I think it's plausible because no matter what, some company somewhere can do things like this where you know they, they work all this out and then they push the wrong button and, uh, and even if they push the right button, the one they think is right. <laughs> Sometimes that yeah, happens. It's a grain of dirt and then pfft, the whole thing goes up in smoke. Uh, speaking of that, <clears throat> they did something technically right yesterday over in NASA. The private spacecraft landed on the moon. Yeah, there Thursday. We go. First time since NASA's Apollo moonwalkers that we've been back the U.S. on the lunar surface. Odysseus, the lander, uh, is what landed there. They said the contact was weak initially, but they did were able to work it out. And, of course, you know, I mean, after all, it is, oh, 250,000 miles away. Uh, but the controllers said they got they got back the signals and they were able to get it worked out about 10 minutes later. So it is there, and they, uh, I, I don't know, I guess they're just seeing if they could do it and seeing, you know, there's probably some study stuff they're going to be doing. But you talk about pushing the right buttons. You, you create something, you send it, and you land it on another planet. That's pretty doggone cool. Yeah, that is. And, of course, many people believe it was all just made up. There we go. Uh, we know that employers are forcing, not forcing. You know, when COVID happened, everybody worked from home, or at least most people did. Um, and then post that, it was hard to get people back at work. Some didn't yeah. want to. And many companies, including this one here in Griffin, allowed people to still do some of their work from home. And that extended for a while. And it was kind of what some people wanted. They were able to do everything at once. And I don't know about you. Have you ever worked from home? No. I had to do it twice, once during COVID and once during the incident we were talking about at the other company. Mm-hmm. And in doing it, I found I was more productive at home. Hmm. I mean, it depends. If, if you're self-motivated and you're out to over-deliver, then you'll, you'll do that. If you're yeah. someone who's just looking for a way out, then you might not. But... I was more productive. I got, I mean, in, in real life production of number of stories or amount of content, more of it happened when I was there than when I was in an office because, I mean, it's the natural interactions, the natural um, distractions that can happen. Uh, okay. And I know they can happen at home too, but for a reason it didn't. And that's just for me. Now, the people I worked with, we found probably three quarters of us were actually more productive at home. But, hey, the company has the right to ask you to come here, and I have no problem with that. They, it's easy. Yeah, well, for instance, in Lindsay's seven weeks of proton therapy, they have a program there that would allow us to live for seven weeks in Oklahoma City for not a penny. Wouldn't wow. have to pay anything. And we could come home on the weekends. Uh, so I, I could have without, other than, I mean, every day I'm driving her to and from. 
that's fine. I could have been there. I chose not to, partially because I want her in her nighttime environment, which helps her, yeah. but also because I want to be here in the studio. I like mm. broadcasting remote. I have no problem with it, and especially love it when there's a reason. We're going to be doing it for the Bucky Tournament in May, which is going to be really fun. Uh, but in this instance, I'd rather be here because mm. I do believe here I would be more productive in this situation because I have someone to take care of. So, I mean, it just depends on what your situation is. But employers have been pushing people back into the office, and not everybody wants it. So one employer, more than one, have decided to do something cool. They want to make it a little bit more inviting. Okay. So does that mean they're giving you breaks? No. Does that mean they're providing lunch? Mm -mm. They are puffing into the hallways aromas. <laughs> aromas they believe will bring you back to work. So, what aroma, what smell in the hallway would get Bryce Hulse to go, you know what, I want to go to work today? Uh, maybe like something, sounds like something cooked, or smells like something's cooking. Like some, but like, like what? Uh, I don't know, like a home-cooked meal of like, like a chicken casserole or something. Something like that. Just some homemade meal. That'll probably hmm. be my first uh, you know, inclination. Not I mean, I go right to chicken fried. Man, you got some chicken. The, you got something chicken fried steak on the on the skillet. Oh, that that comes. You know what? The other thing, a really good hamburger. You know, yeah. you had that beef smell. You know, you get that. It went, um, and then and then later on, do some cookies or something. Like have some have a have a smell of some homemade you cookies. Wanted, you could I, you I, have to do, I have to do it in order. In the know? morning, you could have like waffle smell. Yeah, you know, and then at lunch, you could have who bacon bacon. Yeah, see. And then at lunch, maybe, I don't know, most lunch, what, what at lunch? Maybe fajitas, you know I mean? Something <laughs> like you might go get at lunch, whatever, that kind of thing. That smell. And then in the afternoon, yeah, you have the break stuff, your break smell. It might be cookies or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then toward the end of the game, maybe a little popcorn, maybe a little snack. Yeah. Something like that on the way out the door. 918-262-5072. I want to know. You got to tell me, what would your go-to aroma be? What would get you, what would make you want to go to the office if it were a smell in the hallway at 918-262-5072. What do you think? I, right now, they are, they're pushing all kinds of things. They're doing, though, things like florals and things like that. And look, if you make this place smell like Bed Bath & Beyond, I will broadcast from home. <laughs> I can't even walk like that in that place. <laughs> you walk by it, and you, it stings the nostrils and your eyes water and all that from the stuff coming out of there. I don't know how the people who go in there maintain themselves. I'd pass out. I went in one with my wife one time. I was in there for like 90 seconds. We're like, I can't do this. I got to leave. And the people everywhere in there, they're smiling. They're, they're, you know, they, and they start smelling different things. And they'll sniff 50 different things while they're in there. How can you oh, yeah. tell at this point? Mm -hmm. It all smells like one big conglomeration of sugar and mess. You're like, doesn't smell like my house. Yeah, it does not. 918-262-5072, our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. What would it be for you? Uh, Bryce, you haven't gotten married. I just want to know if this would stop you. So bride okay. and groom at their wedding, and the, the, the husband, the groom, decides this isn't working, and he storms out. Well, the reason he stormed out was his wife, who he just married, was <clears throat> with a member of the wedding party. Oh. The bridesmaid. Oh. <laughs> where, where, did, where, where did he see this happening? Wow, your tone changed. <laughs> it, just, it got a little spicier. What can I say? Oh, I went from O to O. It just, oh. <laughs> 
Now ah, we're talking. All right. You were almost George Takai there. Oh, my. <laughs> oh my. So yeah. he said partially it was because of what he saw on the dance floor, and then it turns out later that maybe there had been something going on there anyway. So marriage over. He says no, and he's out of there because of her and the uh, the bridegroom. Yeah, mean, yeah. The, I, the, uh, I'd be a little peeved no matter who she's trying to... <laughs> Get it on with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So some birthdays today that are not sports. Emily Blunt. Love her. She is really good. She mm. is. Uh, she's the. She's married to John Krasinski, and Krasinski Lucky is one guy. of my favorites. He's a terrific, terrific guy. During COVID, he did a thing called the Good News Network. Mm. Did you see any of that? Yeah. Okay. And she would come on with him occasionally, and it was fantastic. He had these great stories. At one point, there was one young person who loved the, the musical Hamilton, and. So he's talking to the kid, and he goes, you know what? We may try to work out something where you could go to New York when, when we were able to go again. And this kid got all excited, and then he hits a button and on pops the entire cast of Hamilton, the original <laughs> cast. Wow. And they actually do the opening number from 12 different places with all the screens. Yeah, Krasinski was just a wonderful dude, but Emily Blunt today is only 41 years old. She's brains and beauty. Oh, she's, she's awesome. all that. Uh, Kirsten, uh, Kristen Davis from Sex and the City, who I think is really funny, too. She's 59. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, oh, this guy's uh, Aziz Ansari. He is a riot. Oh, yeah. Reno 911 and other things. Pardon me, Parks and Recreation, Bob's Burgers, all those things. He's 41 today. Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 30. War of the Worlds, Charlotte's Web, others, <clears throat> as you well know. <laughs> book, out of, book to movie adaptations. Gonna move right, right. on. Right. Uh, Patricia Richardson, she was so fantastic in Home Improvement as Tim Allen's wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and she actually made appearances occasionally on Last Man Standing. And That's it cool. was really funny because they were opposites, you know, in that. And, yeah. But they would always occasionally make comments about the old thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's 73 years old today. Man, she is uh, something. Wow. Josh Gad. I like Josh Gad is fantastic. Beauty and the Beast, Pixels. Mm-hmm. Pixels Olaf. is, by the way, an underrated funny movie. You have to. Yeah, that's uh, Adam Sandler, right? Yeah, it's Adam mm-hmm. Sandler, Josh Gad. Um, uh, let's see. James. Mm, I'm, I'm trying to think of. Anyway, it's underrated. You know, it's stupid. It's silly. It's right. it's out of the realm of possibility. A lot of Sailor movies yeah. are right, but like, it's really still fun. Yeah. I, I enjoy the heck out it of is. it. Yeah, yeah. Let's see who else is in here. Uh, Mark Price from Family Ties is fifty six. Kelly McDonald from No Country for Old Men is forty eight today. Uh, and musically, let's see if you recognize this guitar lick, and then you might even know who this is. You ready? Brad Whitford of Aerosmith is 72 today, and they are still, still playing. Uh, Rusty Young, the steel guitarist from Poco. You'd have to look up Poco, but they had a couple of hits. Uh, 78 years old today. And from Queensryche, Michael Wilton is 62. That's a look at Not Sports on this day in sports history. He's Bryce Hall, I'm Rick Corey, and you are at home. But we want to know, to get you out of the house, to get you into the office, what scent do we have to pump into the hallways. It's an intriguing idea. Let us know. 918-262-5072 inside the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio in the Blitz. By the way, the Oilers are home Sunday, and you can do the skate, skate on the ice thing. It's called Sunday Fun Day. Anytime the Oilers are home on Sunday, you can get out on the ice with the players after the game. Rent skates or bring your own. Doesn't matter. It's Sunday Fun Day from the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Dan Patrick. 
From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the L.A. Clippers 129-107 to last night. Shea Gilgis-Alexander scored 31 points, Lou Dort had 19, and Jalen Williams added 18. The win clinches the series against the Clippers. The Thunder will host the Wizards tonight at 7. You can watch that game on News on 6 Now and Channel 6.3 Tulsa. In college softball yesterday afternoon, the 6th-ranked OSU Cowgirls beat the 4th-ranked Washington Huskies 7-0. The Cowgirls followed up later in that night with a 6-1 win over USF. Next game up is a 3:30 first pitch against Yale today. And the top-ranked OU Sooners will face 20th-ranked Mississippi State today in California. First pitch for that one is at 7.30. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Boots 1170, and streaming on the Boots 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We do, we do. We always do here on this Friday especially. He's Bryce Hall. I'm Rick Corey here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. The Oilers, by the way, uh, have a deal with us where we do the Blitz upgrade. So you go to an Oilers game and you can buy any seat in the house. Sometime during the game, we're going to call out some seat numbers and do the upgrade. We'll take you right down by the ice or the football field because we'll do it then too. It's the upgrade from the Oilers and the Blitz. 1170. 721, we had a text here at 918-262-5072 and this is from Michael. It says, hey, I didn't listen yesterday. Did you mention Coach Montgomery was named co-offensive coordinator for the Birmingham Stallions? And thank you for the reminder, Michael. Uh, Coach Philip Montgomery, formerly at Tulsa, got fired after the one year at Auburn. And, you know, Jeremy and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago and Jeremy said, you know, I understand he's just going to take his almost three mil. His, his, they had to pay him two and a half mil. So he had a buyout at Tulsa. And I, I don't know what the final number with that is. I know what the numbers generally are, though Tulsa is a private school, so you don't know that. You can have thoughts of what it is, and they may negotiate it down. So I'm not sure what his buyout ended up being there. But he also had a buyout there. So within two years, he had two buyouts in the millions, I would think. And so this one at two and a half mil, they owed him not necessarily the buyout, but the remainder of his contract, if you will. So uh, when Jeremy had said, you know, I heard he's just going to take the money and just kind of relax. Well, it turns out instead he's going to go work with Skip Holtz, who he has coached against before. Uh, and Skip is the head coach and the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach of the Birmingham Stallions in the new UFL. And so he's going to go, Philip is, and be the co-offensive coordinator there. And it's a really good I mean, staff. John Chavis is on that staff. Uh, Neil Calloway is on that staff. It's a good staff. Uh, Bob Shoup, the defensive backs coach. So Skip's put together a really good staff. And, no, I had not mentioned that, Michael, and I appreciate you bringing that back up. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe during the year we'll, you know, kind of peek down there and see how they're doing. Tried to keep up a little bit with the USFL and the UF and the XFL last year. They've combined, obviously, for the UFL. We'll see if we can't do that. I'm getting uh, releases every day from the Arlington Renegades about who they've added to coaching staffs and that kind of thing with Coach Stoops. And we visit with Coach a couple of times a year, and we'll continue to do that. Another one, another text here at 918-262-5072. I was telling you that companies now to try to draw employees back in the <laughs> into the office are actually using scents. So they're pumping scents into their buildings. And my question is, what scent would get you out? And we get a text here from 3235 that says the smell of money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, nice. I, you know what? I, I admit I should have caught that. <clears throat> that's that's me. That's, that's on me. I should have <laughs> thought of that right off the bat. 
money does have a, I mean, bills do have a kind of a smell, don't they? Oh, yeah. It's that. Yeah, like if, if you were to blindfold me, I, I'd be able to tell right away, I think, if it was money or not. Could you tell if it was a 10 or a 100? No, unfortunately. Because <laughs> if you can do that. Then, now yeah, you're then special. I got a talent. Yeah, now then you're special. Uh, all right, so I had gone back to, we had the story earlier about, um, you know, the NCAA and the stupidity of what they're saying you can and can't do with recruits, as though that's, <laughs> so we don't want to control what was illegal. We don't want to control, or, okay, let's say it's not illegal, it's against their rules. You also don't want to control what's against your rules now when it comes to NIL and all those things, although, as we all know, there aren't that many. But but heaven forbid you do that. And more importantly is don't decorate a, a room or hand somebody a cookie cake in the you know in their room. You can't do that Ooh. because that's far more important yeah. than the parts of NIL or other things that people might be slipping under the table. Talking crazy, Rick. Absolutely. Uh and so I we mentioned that and then we're talking about it and you got the text from Steve at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two that said, um, and I want to read it verbatim here. He said the photo shoot thing. The photo shoot thing, from what I understand, is a lot of the creative folks were leaving college sports because they were having to do a bunch of work and take a bunch of pictures and edit them for some dude or dudette who is not actually going to even play there or really isn't good enough for that level. And then he goes on to say a lot of admin and coaches at schools noticed these creative folks were leaving the industry and decided it wasn't worth it with those unofficial visitors. And, you know, you know, while I understand he's right, because I, I know someone who left a school specifically because of the workload, not the legitimate workload, if you will. And I know that's my word. He didn't say that. But the workload of things like that with no help. Look, we're all used to, especially post-COVID, look, we're going to add this to your plate or this plate. Nobody gets anything else. Nobody gets any more money, blah, blah, blah. But we have more to do now. And in those instances, for what Steve's referring to inside college sports, yeah, that happens. It happens a lot, especially if you're at a place who doesn't have as much support personnel, where yes. suddenly that person who's supposed to be doing, let's say, your video stuff, and that's time-consuming, now has to go do it in all these other aspects and areas, which eventually pay off for nothing for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then that's just extra work. And then there are people leaving the industry much like we're seeing college coaches try to flee to the NFL because they don't want to deal with what's happening in college. And that's why Nick Saban said yesterday, I want to be a voice for college football because this isn't college football. Now, as I've said before, I'm not one of those guys who's going to do back in my day and blah, blah, blah. It was always better then. I'm not going to do that because I know it is what it is and it's going to change all the time. I do agree somewhat is that I think we're a little unfocused right now. Let's put it like that. What was going to happen was going to happen. I've always thought players should make money off their name, image, and likeness, but there's got to be some control somewhere to to kind of put this in a box and say, here's what it is, here's how we're going to do it, and we're going to move forward from there. I understand, too, it's a living, breathing thing. It's going to change. But as it stands right now, because of where we are and because of the lack of control early, Things are just flying around left and right, and you are losing people. You're going to lose coaches. You're going to lose people in that industry. So I get that, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's why the NCAA did that. Now, the schools might have said it's a problem, but I don't think the NCAA cares half a, <clears throat> about what schools are spending. That's what I was about to say. Is that, that would imply that the NCAA cares about 
like the school and their workers and their athletes and all that. But it, it, it is a good point in that I can totally see how they can be frustrated with that kind of workload. And especially when you're already doing it for high recruits who, you mm-hmm. know, may or may not, you know, pull the trigger on yep. going to that school, mm-hmm. especially when you have cases like I, I noticed it back when I was in high school where if you were a really good player mm-hmm. and you'd be able to bring up some of your buddies that maybe aren't getting looked at by many schools for those visits. And it's like, really not to do it all for these people who really aren't even really aren't even all that interested because they don't have a chance here. Mm-hmm. And I have to do all that work here. I mean, it just, it's understandable. And in front of somebody else, you don't tell them no. Right. right. <laughs> and that becomes a job and it has, it's just as much time, by the way, Stephen also said, by the way, the description of the NCAA desk and the dial phone and all that, and he's got all the laughing faces. So apparently he understands right where I'm going mm-hmm. at seven twenty-eight in the blitz, 1170. Let's switch gears. Shall we? Let's talk a little golf. The corn Ferry tour is going to be in Norman in June. Along with that, the golden bear, Jack Nicholas, Ken McLeod of golf, Oklahoma joins us next. He'll tell us how the connection happened because believe me, Jack Nicholas didn't just wake up and go, I think I'll go to Norman. There's a story behind it and we'll hear it next here on the blitz. Don't look now. But the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. There's Bedlam basketball tomorrow here on the Blitz, tomorrow afternoon, as the Oklahoma State Cowboys will host the Oklahoma Sooners in Gallagher-Ivo Arena. The pregame starts at 2 with a 3 o'clock tip-off here on the Blitz 1170. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be looking for a big bounce-back opportunity as they will host the Charlotte 49ers tomorrow night at the Reynolds Center. Tip-off is at 7, starting with a 6.30 pregame. You can listen to all of it over on Big Country 99.5. And the Oklahoma City Thunder beat the LA Clippers 129-107 last night. SGA scored 31 points, Lou Dort had 19, and Jalen Williams added 18. The win clinches the series against the Clippers this year. The Thunder will host the the Washington Wizards tonight at 7. You can watch that game on News on 6 Now and Channel 6.3 Tulsa. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170, and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Many of you have done that on our Rocky Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line today already. Thank you very much. And by the way, if you have a question for our next guest, Ken McLeod from Golf Oklahoma, you can text that very same number at 918-262-5072. Bryce Sauls in the next studio. I'm Rick Corey. It is 735, and we do welcome to our hotline. Ken McLeod, old friend, and of course a guy who is uh, Golf Oklahoma. Uh, and we're going to talk about the Compliance Solutions Championship. That's the Corn Ferry Tour coming to Norman, including Jack Nicholas. Ken, I know yesterday you were going to do some digging. What did you find out about the, the tournament? Well, Rick, the appearance by Jack Nicholas is a pretty cool deal. They, uh, on the Saturday after the third round of the um, now the Compliance Solutions Championship, just for everybody who doesn't know, is a Corn Ferry Tour event. Mm-hmm. That'll be entering its second year. Um, it's at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club in Norman, uh, June 17th through the 22nd, and or um, may have a date wrong. But the uh, um, on the third round, they've invited Jack Nicklaus uh, to come, and he's going to be part of a celebrity shootout. It'll take place after the third round on Saturday. Uh, it'll be two teams, uh, Oklahoma celebrities. Those haven't all been named yet, uh, but and they'll each have one shot, one mulligan. Uh, per hole, they'll be playing a little scramble, uh, maybe three or four holes on those holes right there in front of the clubhouse. So 
So it'll be a really cool event, and each each team will have a a, a mulligan by Jack Nicholas on each hole. So you know, usually a chip or a putt, probably at this point in time, he's not out there driving at 300 anymore. <laughs> but just the fact that Jack's going to be here, and that's part of his relationship with a new group, uh, HNS Sports, that's managing the tournament. They also do the Memorial Tournament, obviously Jack's tournament in Dublin, Ohio. And then Jack also has a strong uh, relationship with the Folds of Honor, which is one of the uh, charities for the event this year. So Dan Rooney, who everybody around here knows, mm-hmm. done such a wonderful job building that um, uh, charity that's connected with the Patriot and the Wasso. Um, so anyway, the um, the tournament, like I said, is in its second year. They're really building some events to try to make this an Oklahoma staple of professional golf. Uh, we're in the second year of a five-year contract with the title sponsor, which is Compliance Solutions. And, of course, you know, the first year was held last year. It was kind of in the shadow of having the uh, the senior PGA championship followed by the PGA championship followed by Live. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe a Corn Ferry Tour event didn't get quite the publicity that, it's, that it deserves. But these are some of the most amazing young golfers in the game, the guys who are coming up. Uh, you know, you never know if you're next. You're going to see the next Scotty Scheffler or whoever um, playing in these events. So um, we've got a great crop of uh, young Oklahoma players that'll be there that are out in the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, including this year a couple of guys who, you know, kind of lost their some of their PGA Tour status last year. Guys like Robert Streb and Kevin Tway uh, may be there. We don't, we'll have to wait and see exactly what the field has as we get closer to the event, but. Pretty cool that uh, Jack Nicholas has um, agreed to come here and do this, and I think it'll be, you know, he'll be interacting with the fans, signing autographs, um, dishing out some swing advice, and then. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could probably make a lot of money. If you'd, you'd have Jack to stand over there and, and do a lesson for a group and just collect twenty bucks from everybody. You probably make yourself yeah. some pretty good cash. Now, I, I don't know. I mean, I, the last thing I saw of Jack was, you know, when he was talking about live at his own tournament. When he, and I don't know if, if you've been around one of these before, Ken, like this, when someone like that's there, how interactive generally will he be, do you think? I think that's the only reason he's coming, Rick. I think, you know, he wants to give back. He's uh, very genial. He loves the fans, loves the, you know, um, there's a lot of, you know, we're at the point in time where a lot of people who will be there have never seen Jack play. Um, so this is their chance to meet a living legend, and uh, I think he – Appreciates that. You know, I haven't really been to one of these, but um, from what I know of Jack and the times he's been to Tulsa and how accommodating he was in mm-hmm. all the major championships here, I'm sure he's going to be the same there. Yeah, I remember. Even more so, you know, he's, this yeah. is time for him to, you know, really just give back to the game. And, and um, I'm sure he's going to get a kick out of whoever they put up on these celebrity teams, too. We'll have to see who those are. I, I'd love to see the Switzers of the world out there and that kind of stuff. Maybe Coach Stoops yeah. to come back and do that, or that'd be a lot of fun. Ken McLeod's with us from GolfOklahoma.com as we talk about the Corn Ferry Tour. You know, you mentioned just kind of briefly. Look, these are the it's the next level, if you will, of PGA players. And you know, when we saw the news, um, uh, John Holcomb from upstairs had said, "Hey guys, you realize this is pretty big." And of course, we know what that is. But for those who don't understand, how close are most of these guys to a tour card? Well, these are the excuse me. These are the guys who are moving on every year through the you know they have a uh, full schedule of events, and at the end of the season, it's changed a little bit over the last couple of years. But uh, it would be seventy-five guys earning their card. Um, 
last year it was reduced somewhat, but the um, yeah, these are the guys who are feeding straight into the PGA Tour. If you look at um, probably take the top 50 guys on the PGA Tour, almost all of them uh, spent some time on the Corn Ferry Tour and were multiple winners or uh, played well enough to you know earn their card through a season-long stress test. So, like I said, Scotty Scheffler played on that tour. Mm-hmm. All the most of the top Americans on the PGA Tour right now came up through the Corn Ferry Tour. This is the feeder tour for the PGA. Yeah, I, I describe that almost when it comes to the attitude out at one of these. Is it's kind of like spring training baseball. Everybody's a lot more relaxed. And, of course, these guys tend to be that way anyway. Now, I'd also like to ask about the course itself because, again, not everybody is familiar with the course. So what, what about Jimmy Austin should we know? Well, Jimmy Austin was originally a Perry Maxwell design. Um, the guys who played it back in the day, you know, your Lynn Blevins and guys like that who played at OU or coached there as well. Um, said under the Maxwell design, it was absolutely fabulous. That was before, just when I started uh, golf Oklahoma, you know, 31 years ago now, um, it was still had no irrigation system. The layout was fabulous, but the course was not well maintained. Let's put it that way. Uh, Bob Cup did a major redesign. Uh, and then as it got better and the OU started pumping more money into it, they've had Trip Davis come in and do another design, redesign. Totally redid all the bunkers and the bunker style to kind of honor the Maxwell lineage that it has. And um, now it's it's one of the top handful of, of public courses in the state. It's just a great test. The OU team plays and practices out there, and we all know what Ryan Hibble and, and the, has done with the OU program, raising it to one of the top five programs in the country consistently. And that's where a lot of the top players from Oklahoma end up playing every year, you know, going to school there. And um, Ryan's done a, just an amazing job. OU's uh, won one national championship in, in the last 10 years and, and been in contention multiple other times. And um, so this is a great track. It's a good test for those guys. Um, yeah, it's just that's kind of the brief history of Jimmy Austin. Yeah, I want to make sure people knew a little bit about it. 743, a few more minutes here with Ken McLeod from Gulf, Oklahoma, as we talk about that corn, tour, corn ferry tour coming in June, including Jack Nicholas. Bryce also is with us too, Bryce. Yeah, Ken, are there any local guys that are going to be on this uh, Corn Ferry Tour coming up uh, that you really like in particular? Well, Logan McAllister, the uh, young man who graduated from OU a few years ago, Quade Cummins. Uh, there's a whole – we had 17 uh, players that either played at OU, OSU, or f- were from Oklahoma in the field last year. Now, unfortunately, despite – their you know familiarity with Jimmy Austin. Not a lot of them made the cut. I don't know if they got a little hometown nerves going or what. Uh, Brendan Jelly from Jinx and and Oklahoma State actually was probably the top local finisher last year. But I expect this year that there'll be a real strong Oklahoma contingent uh, making the cut and being in contention. So yeah, fans will see a lot of players they know. And like I said, we're not sure who um, some of the guys that are kind of bouncing back and forth between PGA Tour and Corn Ferry Tour status this year uh, with the new rules maybe playing that week. So just have to wait and see on the field, but it'll have, yeah, a minimum of 12, probably almost up to 20 guys that have some, some pretty strong Oklahoma ties in the field. You know, the other thing is, Ken, is uh, this thing's really affordable. I think I saw, what, $25 tickets. So, when you you know, we've had PGA was expensive. Live was not quite as bad, certainly. But this is one of those deals where you can get out there you don't have to spend a whole lot of money, and then you get that kind of interaction, which to me, if you're a golf fan, that's a, it's a really good way to spend an afternoon. 
Actually, just ten bucks this year, Rick. And oh, is that right? Kids, uh, eighteen and under are free, and you can get uh, ticket information, volunteer information, um, information on all the different aspects of the tournament. Just at compliancesolutionschampionship.com. So, yep, they've uh, really reduced the price this year. They want to get a lot bigger crowds. They're doing some things with the students at, at OU and other colleges to get them in free as well. So really trying to make this an event, you know, that Oklahoma puts its arms around in, in the golf community. And, and uh, you know, like I said, they got the ties here with yeah. the Folds of Honor. And um, so a lot of people will be coming down for that. And that's a great chance for very little money to uh, see the, the stars of tomorrow, that's for sure. Yeah, though the 25 bucks gets you in all four days. <laughs> I mean, so that yeah, you, you can do the 10 bucks, but the 25 gets you there the whole time, gets you admission yeah. to the tournament grounds and all the public areas for four days, which is great. One more thing before you go. You talked about the Corn Ferry being around, certainly. You know, we had the PGA. We had Liv. We had, as you said, the senior as well. And we'll still have some of those. But the last three or four years, and like you said, you started this a long time ago, so you know golf's important in Oklahoma, but it just keeps trending upwards. Do you expect that to continue? Do you expect to see some more big deals here? Well, Rick, we've got the uh, senior U.S. Open coming in 2026 to Oak Tree. That'll be the year after Tiger uh, goes or becomes eligible, so we'll see if he's still playing and wanting to add more USGA championships. Southern Hills won't rest on its laurels. You know, I can see another um, PGA Championship, if the U.S. Open doesn't come through by the early 2030s, probably 2032 or so. And golf, Rick, is just, I mean, the Fortune Park did 500 rounds on Wednesday. So I don't know what all you people out there are doing, but you're not working. 500? 500 500 rounds on Wednesday, 500 rounds Thursday. And that's with almost every other course in town being packed to the gills as well. So obviously, you know, we had some rough weather in January, but everybody's taking advantage of it this week and they've got the golf fever so golf is in a really good place right now despite all the travails of professional golf that are going on which we could talk about forever but local golf uh, public golf private country club golf people are out there playing and they're enjoying the game you know this post-covid boom has shown no signs of slowing and it's just a everybody's discovering what um some of us have known all along it's just the greatest game out there to continually test yourself and, and enjoy and just never gets old. And tell people how they can get a hold of Golf Oklahoma. Yeah, Golf Oklahoma, um, you can go to our website, golfoklahoma.org, uh, and you can sign up there for our weekly newsletter. Uh, you can get a subscription to the magazine, which comes out every other month in print and digital form. Um, you can see there that every day we're posting you know, stories from around the state, whether it's college golf, high school golf, junior golf. Of course, uh, we'll have a – I'm working today on a big story on our neighbor across the street, Kerry Cosby, uh, the head pro of Southern Hills, who's going into the PGA South Central Section Hall of Fame this weekend. So great honor for Kerry. We've been following the contract situation with uh, La Fortune Park, thanks to the horrible, untimely death of Pat McCray out there and good buddy of mine. Um, than what they're doing to ensure that his legacy goes forward with Josh Stewart. And um, just all kinds of news, you know, information from um, around the state on golf. And like I said, golf is booming right now. And and, uh, we welcome anybody to come in there and follow us on social media, follow us on the website or or definitely sign up for that newsletter. I would definitely uh, suggest that as well. Ken, we'll be in touch as we get closer and certainly try to have some of these players on as well. As always, thank you for your information and, and have a good Friday. 
Rick, thank you very much for having me and look forward to doing it again. You betcha. Ken McLeod from Golf Oklahoma, and it is worthwhile. Trust me. If, you like, if you're a golfer around here, you know Bryce because you work at one of the courses, but 500 rounds at La yeah. Fortune. <laughs> 500 rounds. Oh, man. 749 in the Blitz 1170. Well, what's as hot as golf right now in Oklahoma? High school playoff basketball. We're going to talk that next with Eli Brown and Booker T. They played last night. Boy, did they. Scored over 100. We'll get that from uh, Eli Brown and Booker T next here on the Blitz. You can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. There's Bedlam hockey tomorrow afternoon as OSU and OU face off at the BOK Center. The puck drops at 4 o'clock. There's also Bedlam basketball, and it'll be here on the Blitz tomorrow afternoon as the Oklahoma State Cowboys will host the Oklahoma Sooners in Gallagher-Ibo Arena. The pregame starts at 2 with a 3 o'clock tip-off here on the Blitz 1170. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be looking for a big bounce-back opportunity as they will host the Charlotte 49ers tomorrow night at the Reynolds Center. Tip-off is at 7, starting with a 6.30 pregame. You can listen to all of it over on Big Country 99.5. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.